Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. As always, I'm Austin Stanley. He is the very shady Sam Phelan over there for A to Z Sports.com. Here talking Titans as always. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline and hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service uh, at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Aura app keeping you safe online and check them out with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three locations across the mid-state in Franklin, Columbia, and in Murfreesboro, also online at KrebsKubota.com for all of your equipment needs. So, Sam, you're rocking the shades like the Magic Bucket told you to do a couple weeks ago, I guess it was, and you had to you know, go to your roommate uh, to, to borrow some shades. And so not yours, uh, but the ones you have today. Uh, and they are definitely going to uh, create some conversation and topics uh, from the chat. But here we are. You, know, you can't do anything right. Whether you wear a hat, you don't wear a hat, you wear a hoodie, you don't hey. wear a hoodie. Now you're wearing these awful sunglasses. But here you are again, uh, not – being able to just wear the right thing on the show today. I love it. I, I do love it. I, I don't care. I, You know, some of these comments are making me laugh. Drew said that I'm on a highway to the danger zone, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. Like, I, they, These guys are creative, man. I can't, I got to give them a lot of credit. It's fun. You, we just got, this is like a new running joke, I guess. We're just going to wait and see what I'm getting roasted for every morning when I pop on here based on what I wear or whatever. But I mean, I had it coming this morning. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Reginald uh, says Power Ranger looking, the Red Ranger looking I'll take like that. your name, Tommy. <laughs> All right. So here, I'll take that. Here's There's what almost- we can do uh, is we'll just like periodically, randomly throughout the show, mid Titans conversation, just fire off some comment of what Sam looks like uh, with the shade. So uh, we will uh, do that uh, and have some fun with it. So, uh, Sam, you do have three Titans players on the rise after OTAs and mini camps. Uh, we will discuss that uh, later on in today's show. But uh, we thought we were done, right? We thought we were moving on from this, this Ryan Tannehill ridiculousness uh, from over a year ago at this point. But, uh, Sam, another thing you wrote at AtoZsports.com yesterday was uh, that somebody has brought up the Ryan Tannehill uh, Malik Willis conversation from last offseason. So kind of set the table for us on uh, the opening conversation for today. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it's not something I thought we'd be sitting here talking about uh, ever again. It, it's a narrative and a conversation that I feel like Titans fans and Titans players and everybody that is really around this team 
knows and understands died this time last year. I mean, it's been 13 months, as I wrote on A2ZSports.com, since we talked about this. But uh, last offseason, we dealt with the whole Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis fiasco about Tannehill saying he wasn't going to mentor Malik Willis. Uh, and then kind of his words getting misconstrued by a lot of the mainstream media. I felt like you, people took that one little snippet of him saying, I don't think it's my job to mentor Leak," And they put that in a graphic and that went viral on Twitter and that went all over the place. So Tannehill had to come back out a few weeks later. He had to apologize, had to clarify, had to make sure it was known that he was going to help out Malik in any way possible. And, you know, to our knowledge, he really did that last season. The two seemed to have a very strong relationship. Um, Malik credited Ryan for having, uh, you know, influenced him and helped him for the better numerous times throughout the season. And yet we have a former, not even a former player, a current player, an active player in Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback, Patrick Peterson, perennial all pro, uh, you know, pro bowler that is now on a podcast saying things about Ryan Tannehill that I think are just misinformed, not true, and pretty dangerous overall to uh, the narrative surrounding Ryan Tannehill. So that's kind of the, the stage that we've got set here. So let's hear it. This is Patrick Peterson on with former Steeler Brian McFadden on a podcast talking about, they're having a conversation about Patrick Peterson being a veteran and, and working and helping out, you know, wide receivers, uh, for the Steelers like Deontay Johnson. And so Patrick Peterson's going through all of his uh, experience in being a DB, helping a young wide receiver, a talented guy in Deontay Johnson. And then all of a sudden, Ryan Tannehill gets stray bullets. I'll never forget that conversation we had last year when uh, Ryan Tannehill was talking about, obviously his job was on the line and not being able, didn't want to, I don't know what it was, not mentor uh, or give information to the younger quarterback, but mm -hmm. like, Man, like we got so much information that these guys haven't seen. Why would we want to keep that from them? Like, why exactly. would we want to hinder their career on maybe something that we can give them a, a little piece of nugget that we can give them that can help flourish their career? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, not to backtrack, that kind of uh, you know rubbed me the wrong way, but. Just to have those conversations with Deontay, it just, it just showed me that he he just don't want to be a guy. He want to be remembered. He want to be a difference maker. So Patrick Peterson there with Brian McFadden on that podcast uh, going to Steelers. But I mean, around the Steelers fans. And uh, I think uh, there's... There's a lot of things to talk about. So, Sam, let's go ahead and just get the audience involved right out of the gates on this because uh, Ryan Tannehill catching stray bullets from Patrick Peterson on June 22nd uh, on a podcast for something that was said over a year ago. And so uh, let's ask the audience this question. What's one word for Patrick Peterson's misinformed take on Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill? What is one word to use for those comments that you just heard from Patrick Peterson about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and we'll get to a lot of reaction here uh, in a second, Sam, but first tell everybody about the bone and joint Institute. 
The Bone and Joint Institute, uh, you can trust them whenever you get injured or hurt in life and you need somebody to trust. So you go to boneandjointtn.org to go and see them. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Go and see them out in Franklin. The Bone and Joint Institute has over a dozen specialists ready to help you and assist you with any kind of injury. And they have everything all under one building. I'm talking about a clinic, testing, rehab, imaging, surgery. It's all in the same spot. So you don't have to worry about driving from point A to point B all over the Middle Tennessee area just to go to different appointments. It's all under the same roof. Go and see them out in Franklin. They've got the best care, the best coverage. You can rely on them and trust them regardless of what your injury is. And comfort and trust is such an important thing whenever you get hurt. So visit our friends at the Bone & Joint Institute at boneandjointtn.org. Also with BetMGM, you can always win big with our bonus code ATOZ Sports for a great first bet offer. That means you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses after you sign up with the BetMGM app with our code ATOZ Sports. Also, uh, I played again this morning, the swing for uh, the fences to, to get anything type of any feature with Major League Baseball bets. Uh, Sam, this morning I, I picked the upper inside strike zone and I flew out. So nothing for me today with that daily game uh, for daily prizes with BetMGM. So we'll play again tomorrow on a Saturday. But uh, download the BetMGM app and use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, so we're asking the question, what's one word to describe Brian uh, Patrick, Patrick Peterson's misinformed take on uh, Ryan Tannehill with Brian McFadden on a podcast. Let's play the video one more time. And then Sam, I'll send you to the comment section to read some of the answers uh, here on from the audience today. But here is uh, Patrick Peterson talking about Ryan Tannehill. I'll never forget that conversation we had last year when uh, Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> talking about obviously his job was on the line and not being able, didn't want to, I don't know what it was, not mentor uh, or give information to the younger quarterback, but mm-hmm. like, Man, like we got so much information that these guys haven't seen. Why would we want to keep that from them? Like, why would we want to hinder their career on maybe something that we can give them a a little piece of nugget that we can give them that can help flourish their career? You know what I mean? Mm So, um, not to backtrack, that kind of you know rubbed me the wrong way, but. Just to have those conversations with Deontay, it just, it just showed me that he he just don't want to be a guy. He want to be remembered. He want to be a difference maker. So there's Patrick Peterson, uh, 32 years old, his first season with the Pittsburgh Steelers after being uh, with Minnesota for the last couple of years, bouncing around after an incredible start to his career and, and being a, a perennial pro bowler uh, throughout the majority of his NFL career, but Sam, I'll send you to the chat. What is one word to describe Patrick Peterson's misinformed take on quarterback Ryan Tannehill? Uh, what's the chat saying? Well, listen, the chat saying something that I think we need to clear up before we get into these one words because you know Valentino comes in and says, "What did he say wrong?" Uh, Andre says, "I mean, is he wrong?" Jeff says, "What's wrong with that clip?" So, like. We've got some questions really here about what Patrick Peterson is is saying incorrectly here. And I want to clarify that it's what you said, and it's how I worded it in the title, how I worded it in my article yesterday. 
this is a really misinformed statement from Patrick Peterson. Like his overall point, uh, I think is very, very insightful, very wise, very noble of him to, to say like, look, we want to try and help these young guys as much as possible and give them every nugget of information we can to help their career along. Uh, I, I definitely think there's nothing wrong with that. But the way that he paints Ryan Tannehill here and some of the things he says about Ryan Tannehill are just not in any way factually accurate. They're, they're not things that happened. They're not things Ryan Tannehill said. Uh, and to, to say that a guy rubbed you the wrong way for doing and saying things that he didn't do is very misunder, misinformed here. So this is what we're talking about. He says things so, like he kept secrets from Malik yeah. Willis that he wouldn't give him information, uh, that he refused to help the younger quarterback. Uh, he says those things about Ryan Tannehill's situation. And as I mentioned off the top of the show, none of those things are true. It's not so, something, Ryan. Yeah, go ahead. I actually went and found uh, a video that I had back from, let me just make sure the timestamp on my computer. This is May 4th, 2022, when I created this clip of Ryan Tannehill uh, talking about Malik Willis. Deception is obvious. Ultimately, probably his goal is to take your job. I mean, that's part of uh, being in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're we're doing the same drills. Um, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then um, then that's a great thing. It's not my job to mentor him. And, and like this, that's the clip, obviously, that, you know, sent social media on fire. But Ryan Tannehill was right when he said that. I think a lot of Titans fans had that opinion of your job is to be the starting quarterback and win football games for the Titans. Your job is not to solely help and develop Malik. That's Pat O'Hara's job. That was Todd was, Downing. It was Pat O'Hara's job. Right. It was Pat O'Hara's job. It was Todd Downing's job. It was Mike Vrabel's job to some extent. Like that, Now that's it's Mike Vrabel's. Have... Now it's Charles London's. Now it's Tim Kelly's job. And Pat O'Hara is, is an, analysis, an analyst on the side of things. Yeah. like, uh, But the quarterback's job, especially in this instance, when you had a team that was just the number one seed in the AFC – that still had a very competitive roster and was in their competitive window is to win football games. So that's all Tannehill was saying. And he clarified that later on in his follow-up press conference when he said, look, I didn't mean that I wouldn't help Malik. I, I absolutely want to be like a helper to Malik and help him in any way. Like he said, we're going over the same tape. We're doing the same drills. If he can learn from me along the way, that's a great thing. So, like, that's how it got misconstrued. And now you have a player, an active player, saying things like he said he was going to keep information from him and not help him along. It's just not accurate. So, for those of you asking, and I, Jeff, is his one word was accurate. I see it. Mm -hmm. Curtis said accurate. It's not. It, it's an uninformed take. It, it is not what Tannehill said. Uh, so, I wanted to clarify that and really make sure that we laid it all out there before we dove into these one words, because I think it's yeah. important to understand. 
Yeah, so Matt Drew says, what's the rumor I'm late? So let's go ahead and, and play this again because uh, a lot of people jump in into the conversation. So uh, Patrick Peterson was on a podcast and was talking about Deontay Johnson and him being a corner, helping a young wide receiver and helping wide receivers uh, across from him learn the NFL. And so here was the comment that really got everything going uh, this morning about Ryan Tannehill. I'll never forget that conversation we had last year when uh, Ryan Tannehill talking about obviously his job was on the line and not being able, didn't want to, I don't know what it was, not mentor uh, or give information to the younger quarterback, but mm -hmm. like, man, like we got so much information that these guys haven't seen. Why would we want to keep that from them? Like why exactly. would we want to hinder their career on maybe something that we can give them a, a little piece of mega that we can give them that can help flourish their career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, not to backtrack, that kind of, uh, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. But just to have those conversations with Deontay, it just, it just showed me that he he just don't want to be a guy. He want to be. So there's Patrick Peterson. He went on about Deontay Johnson. And so that's why we asked the question, what's what's one word to describe Patrick Peterson's misinformed take on Tannehill and misinformed could be an option. Sam, do you want to go ahead and get to the uh, one word here? Yep. So one word, uh, like I said, big, big 10 Jeff said accurate. Uh, Eric said late. Uh, Derry said misinformed. Ken says uninformed. Orlando said misinformed. Titans Cal says overblown. Steven ignorant, uh, a surface level from Bork. One word correct, says Nate's burner. So he's backing up Pat Pete. Uninformed, mm. uh, says Guy. Butthurt, says Hammer. Uh, jalapeno, I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe Tiffany's having a completely different conversation here. Uh, that's Clearly, there might be some suggestions going on in the chat about something with margaritas. Yeah, that doesn't I, seem I, applicable to this situation I will say, I am intrigued to a jalapeno Cadillac margarita. I don't know what it is, but I am. I am. It does uh, kind of pique my interest a little bit. <laughs> All right. Devin says ignorant. Uh, Lewis says unnecessary. Fade says truth. Curtis says accurate. Uh, Mr. Jones says idiotic. Caleb says context. Uh, Jody says clickbait. Billy says unnecessary. Uh, we've got a wrong from Amar. He just says that it's wrong. Uh, Hammer says convenient. Bill says lame. Uh, so that those are some of the one words we've got. I'm trying to scroll down here, see if there's anything else. I see a misunderstood somewhere in the chat, uh, ill-informed in the chat. So uh, kind of 50-50. I'm, I am surprised with how many people are defending Patrick Peterson's kind yeah. of take on this. Well, because Sam, me and you in, a, in the pre-show chat were thinking, is is this the right situation for a fair or foul question to the audience? And I was on the side, like, I don't think many people are going to say fair. But here we are, yeah. and I, I'm kind of with you. I'm more surprised that there are uh, a, a, the, the amount of people who are backing up Pat P on what he said about Tannehill. And so I, I don't. I don't think that's the case. And so I'll jump into my one word, Sam, before uh, we get yours. And I think, I think my one word is I'm going to use a hyphen. I usually don't do that, but I think it's appropriate. And I think it's into a bigger conversation about players now dabbling in media as well. So I'll tell you my one word 
here in a second because it really kind of opens up something else too. But first, Krebs Kubota needs to be your uh, preferred equipment provider in the Middle Tennessee area. Krebs Kubota is where to go for your elite Kubota equipment because they are an elite Kubota dealer. They've got three locations in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. KrebsKubota.com is where to go. Uh, with the Kubota brand name, you get great warranty uh, perks, and you also get incredible customer service with the name Krebs. So you put those things together, and Krebs Kubota has been doing it for 18-plus years with an incredible uh, a reputation on how to help you do whatever project you might have around your property, around your home, big or small, whether you just need a mower, maybe a trimmer, uh, maybe you've got a, a hill in your yard that might be a little dangerous. You're not really sure how to deal with that. Krebs Kubota has the equipment for you and they'll help you out. Or maybe you got some acreage out there and some pretty good land and you're trying to put up fences. You're trying to bail some hay. You're trying to do big projects, whatever it may be, dig. They've got it for you. Krebs Kubota, once again, an elite Kubota dealer at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, use that bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up, place that bet. And even if your first bet loses, you can get your money back in the form of a bonus bet. I won with BetMGM yesterday on the little NBA draft. Uh, little prop action uh you can win with betmgm too whether it's baseball college baseball pro baseball or any other nfl prop you got going on use that bonus code make every playing game mean more with betmgm the king of sportsbooks all right so the one word to describe patrick peterson's uh take on ryan Tannehill, i'm using a hyphen it's friendly fire because I think this is the bigger conversation about players, active players also doing media and having platforms is that, look, players know each other, players talk. They know a lot about what's going on, but they don't know everything about every situation. And I saw several comments uh, in the chat talking about what he said about Tannehill not wanting to mentor. It's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. He even said in the clip, he goes, what was it? Oh, not not his job to you know help him out like he he couldn't even remember the specific words and so he was speaking on the fly off the top of his head about a completely different situation and so this is friendly fire because how many times do we see players talk about how media takes their words out of context and spins them into some ridiculous story that is unfair to the player right now you've got player-on-player player crime here taking Ryan Tannehill's words, putting him in a blender, and 14 months later, spewing it again after it was squashed a year ago. And so that's where I think there is a, a danger, a some, and it's an unintended consequence with players having platforms is because, you know what, it's not Patrick Peterson's job to know what's happening with the Tennessee Titans locker room. And so it just like it's not Ryan Tannehill's job to mentor Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill's job is to be the best starting quarterback for the Titans he could possibly be. And Malik Willis will get better just by him doing his job to the best of his abilities. It's not Patrick Peterson's job to know about the Titans situation. It's his job to be the best corner for the Steelers he can be. And then also maybe help out some of the wide receivers and DBs in that locker room too as he's a 32-year-old vet who's been to several Pro Bowls. So my one word, friendly fire, because this is what players complain about and have been complaining about 
nonstop for decades about the media. And now that players are also dipping their toes in the media water, see, your, your players are doing it too. Uh, that was perfectly said, I think. And it was my one word was reckless. And it was for a lot of the same reasons. Like this is tale as old as time with players complaining about the media, players being worried about the media, like this fear of how things might be spun or portrayed or taking words out of context. And as a player who has been around for as long as Patrick Peterson has, who has kind of seen it all and been through it all, and has now dipped his toes into the media side of things. I think it is reckless to speak this strongly about another player when you are clearly, even self-admittedly, at the beginning of the clip, like you said, not 100% sure what was said or what the situation was. It's a very, very dangerous, sticky situation that I think can be pretty reckless can create narratives about players that even unintentionally uh, that aren't necessarily true. And I think firmly fires a great word for it. And I want to clarify too, like, I don't believe this was malicious from Patrick Peterson. I don't believe Patrick, like, I'm not trying to come after him for what he said. I, I don't, you know, think that, I don't know. It doesn't affect how I feel about him as a podcaster, no, and, uh, as a as a person, as a player, whatever. But we do have to recognize that this was, in my opinion, reckless. In your opinion, some friendly fire, and how it reflects upon Ryan Tannehill. Because players should have players' backs. At the end of the day, I don't think he did in this scenario unintentionally because he was misinformed. Exactly, and friendly fire is always unintentional and not malicious, right? Because that you're not supposed to hit that person with whatever you've got. And so I think friendly fire um, for what's going on with media uh, and players dipping into the media. And, you know, look, I'm not against players using their platform to create brands for themselves or being media. I think it's good. I like the fact that Lawan and, and Will Compton were really, one of the first, if not the first, to be active players uh, to have a it's, live it's podcast. Awesome. It really, I mean, it really is to see inside a locker room, to get a feel for inside the league, to get to know the personalities of some of your favorite players. And Will and Taylor do an excellent job of bringing on players that you then get to see them in kind of a, you know, I mean, the raw room, we talk about it all the time. You see these guys in environments they're comfortable in, speaking to, to fellow players or former players, and you get to see personalities come out. And, and these things are really, really good for the sport and for the athletes. But yeah. And again, uh, so – go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, continue. Uh, un- unintended consequences of players trying and dipping their toes into being media is doing what they have – blasted the media for doing for decades and spinning their own words and creating something out of nothing, because that's exactly uh, what that is. Steven says, Sam's ready to go clubbing. Uh, we've also got right saying Sam uh, wants to be the cover of a crappy dirt bike game for the, for the 360. Uh, Maybe true. Uh, Curtis says Sam can throw a football across two football fields sitting on his butt. Uh, so Sam, let's go ahead and dive into uh, your three Titans on the rise. 
three Titans on the rise after OTAs and mini camps. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans, this will help you get your health coverage on the rise when it comes to the, the service you're going to be getting and the coverage you're going to get for actually a lower rate than what you might be have having right now. Farm Bureau Health Plans, that can help you out with any of your health coverage, whether it's dental, vision. Maybe you've got the majority of your health coverage taken care of from your employer, but you want a better dental plan. You want a better vision plan to supplement what else you've got going on. That's what Farm Bureau Health Plans can do, or they can do it uh, across the board for you, whatever stage of life you're in, families growing, or you're just single, maybe you're self-employed and you need extra help coverage, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Farm Bureau Health Plans has so many different resources to help out uh, the young person going into adulthood that has to figure out health coverage for the first time. So check them out online across the entire state. Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM uh, is offering a bonus bet offer with the bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. Use that code. It's ATOZ Sports when you place your first wager. And even if the bet loses, you can get your money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000. So find that baseball game, find that NFL or future NBA prop that you want to place your bet on. Uh, we still have some sports going on. There's some golf every weekend. Find the bet that's speaking to you. Place it on BetMGM with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. And don't worry, you can get your money back if it loses up to $1,000 in bonus bets with the king of sports books, BetMGM. All right, Sam. So you wrote an article at AtoZSports.com yesterday of three Titans players on the rise after OTAs and minicamps. I think over the weekend, you're going to have three players on the decline uh, is decline. The word you're going to use for that. Decline. Or is it just cooling? I'm going to do so down. I, I think, yeah, the way that I've worded it is their stock has dipped. Like stock okay. is down a bit uh, after summer practices. That'll be coming later this weekend. I don't want to do declining that. I don't yeah. know. Stock down, right? Stock is dipped, stock down, right? But we that's coming up maybe early next week. We'll do a show on that. But we've got three Titans players on the rise uh, after OTAs and mini camps. And uh, uh, I'll let you, uh, and real quick, Titan uh, Fox says, I hope uh, I hope that BetMGM promo is still going in September because I don't follow any other sports. Yes, Titans Fox, uh, that promo code for BetMGM is year-round. So ATOZ Sports. Uh, for your first bet offer right there. So, yeah, that'll happen for football season, absolutely. So, uh, three Titans players on the rise, Sam. I'll let you uh, hit it. Well, Kane says he wants to know about three players that aren't obvious. Well, Kane, here's the beauty of this group, for me at least, in my opinion, is I feel like I've got a good mix. I feel like I've got uh, got your big names, got your medium names, got your no names, put you on to some guys uh, that you maybe weren't thinking about beforehand uh but yeah th these are three players and i do have to kind of put my disclaimer out here austin it's in the article but i gotta say it i, I excluded offensive line defensive line play from this uh, watching at practice it's just i don't have a good gauge of that they're not really beating one another they're not getting after the quarterback the pads aren't on Things like pad level and hand placement are stuff that the coaches are looking for, but it, it's pretty difficult to assess this time of year. So for that reason, offensive line, defensive line, not eligible to be on the rise or on the way down. 
And that but includes edge rushers too, right? That includes edge rushers. So I, like Arden Key was somebody yeah. that Devin is bad. A couple of people have pointed out. Hey, yeah. Coaches have talked very highly of him. I wanted to include Arden Key on the list, but he was somebody that I, I wasn't able to watch too much with my own eyes without the pads. So he, he's not included. But he is definitely somebody to watch for training camp when the pads are on to see if what he did in May and June translates into August because he could be a big part of this defense. All right. So now on after the disclaimer, uh, run through your list here and uh, we'll see what you got for us. Here's a look at my three. I said there's a mix. Here they are. It's Traylon Burks, uh, the wide receiver, second year receiver. He's been I mean, we know the story with him, right? He's been hyped up as a potential breakout star for really the entire offseason. We kind of know what he's capable of, but from what we've heard in OTAs and minicamp, he is running faster, in better shape. He's more confident. He's having more fun. I go out there and I watch Traylon Burks in practice right now, and he looks night and day compared to where he was at this point last year. And that's really been the sentiment that I've gotten from Titans coaches and I've gotten from other players. Ryan Tannehill said, Traylon is a completely different player now than he was this time last year. Wide receivers coach Rob Moore said the exact same thing. I continue to just gain confidence in Traylon. The more that I see from him, he has, in my opinion, fully gained the trust of Tannehill and will continue to be Tannehill's go-to option throughout the season. Like you saw throughout last training camp that Tannehill was relying a lot on Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, and Kyle Phillips early on in camp as like the guys that he trusted. That guy is Traylon Burks now. Like he, he looks to him more often than anybody else. Uh, I see the speed that he's talking about. He has not had issues completing practices, completing drills. He looks night and day different. He's on the rise. I, I could not be more bullish about his future in 2023 and beyond. So there's your obvious one. Number two. Real quick, real quick. Let me let me go into this because uh, Jeff does says Burks is obvious. And and Sam, I I agree with you that you can't as a Titans reporter put this list together and not have Traylon Burks on it. I, I just I think know it's that's, the obvious one, but right? But like, he needs like he, he need if this is it, right? Like if you're talking about stock rising, I think Traylon Burks is the number one player on the entire roster whose stock has improved or will improve the most of anybody else. So he's got to be on the list. Listen, Pistol Ramsey says, but is he catching? Yeah, like I, I genuinely I don't have a bad thing to say about Traylon Burks so far. Uh, not one. I've been watching him in practice, and I, I don't have a bad thing to say. He is running routes really, really clean, makes him look that effortless. He hasn't had drop issues. In fact, he's made a lot of, in front of the media at least, in the days we've been there, heavily contested catches over guys like Kevin Byard, like uh, some bonafide defenders that he's making plays over. Uh, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. So, yeah, it, it's the obvious one. But if everybody else's stock is going like this, Traylon Burks is going like this. Like he, he's speed. on a yeah, different trajectory right now. No doubt. All right, head into your other two players. Number two, 
you want somebody not obvious who I'm going to try and put you on to. Here it is. It's Alonzo Davis, a cornerback. He also goes by LJ Davis. You'll heard him referred to as, as a couple different things. Uh, when I get a chance to speak to him during training camp, I, I will kind of finally figure out what he prefers from media and fans to be referred to as, but he's listed as Alonzo Davis uh, on the roster. So that's kind of what I'm rolling with for now. Here's a guy who was an undrafted free agent, was not signed as an undrafted free agent immediately after the draft. He had to come to the Titans facility in Nashville on a mini camp invite at Rook mini camp, earn his contract, which then extended him throughout OTAs and, and uh, mandatory mini camp. And I continue to see improve throughout the summer practices until the very final OTA where he had, I want to say three pass breakups, a couple of them on back-to-back plays. He had an interception on Will Levis, was regularly in on third down scenarios and in the red zone and tight coverage on incomplete passes. And I kept looking over at Teron Davenport. I kept looking over at Jim Wyatt. And I was saying, <laughs> looking down at my, my roster in 38, LJ Davis making yet another play on the football. He was all over the place. And uh, I think this is definitely a name to watch for the Titans this fall. We talked about uh, the kind of pressure that's on the cornerback group uh, on this, on these defensive backs and they have some depth at the position, which is a, a, a hurdle that he will have mm-hmm. to overcome here because you do have Fulton, you got McCreary, you got B- Murphy Bunting, you got Molden, you got Farley, you got Avery. Like, I mean, you're pretty deep at the group, but when I look at last season and I see a guy named Trey Avery out of Rutgers as a UDFA that made the Titans team by, you know, setting himself apart on defense and special teams and training camp, and then was able to work his way to have meaningful snaps after injury. I think there's a precedent for somebody like Alonzo Davis to make this team. Uh, and I will be interested in seeing how he competes those back end corner spots with somebody like, you know, uh, Chris Jackson, what the Titans do with a guy like Caleb Farley, if Alonzo Davis is showing to be really productive. So yeah, that's well, a name to. Bork yeah. Bor- just says, "Is there a chance that Farley starts on the PUP yeah. list?" I mean, yeah, as as of right yeah. now, and, and that's something that I, I do think Sam to reach out to the Bone and Joint Institute for you know the week before camp in July to kind of check in on where we think Farley could be uh, with his injury recovery. But yeah, and Pistol Ramsey says Farley's in the hot seat. I, I you know I think somebody like an LJ Davis that approaches could put Chris Jackson in an interesting spot. On does he make the team in his last year of his rookie contract, or do you go with an undrafted free agent rookie and LJ Davis for that spot? Because maybe you do feel comfortable about the starter depth that you have, and LJ Davis has higher ceiling as a UDFA than fourth year Chris Jackson uh, for a lot for a little bit of less money, right? So I, I think uh, that's interesting there too. So all right, Sam, we got the third player on the list. Tajay Spears. So you've got second year player, Traylon Burks, UDFA rookie defensive back, uh, Alonzo LJ Davis and third round rookie running back Tajay Spears. I think the most intriguing eye catching player on the list is Tajay Spears in my mind. Well, listen, I, 
I've got Tajay Spears on this list more as a personal pick because I'm sure there's Titans fans out there and I'm sure there's media members out there that are like, well, Tajay Spears is exactly what we expected him to be right now. But this is me putting my hand up and, uh, you know, acknowledging that I was not a fan of the Tajay Spears pick when they the Titans drafted him in the third round of the draft this April. I kind of looked at you on our draft live show and said, I don't understand why a running back goes in the third round, given the Titans need at wide receiver and some of the issues they've got going on with this team, going to a running back who had very limited experience as a pass catcher and route runner at Tulane. When you have Derrick Henry in your backfield, who has obviously 85 to 90% of the carries already committed to him, Felt very odd. I didn't see how Tajay fit. But the reason I've got him on the rise is because I have seen a ton of growth already in Tajay Spears' game as a pass catcher, as a route runner, and I've really started to see him very clearly carve out and define his role within this Titans offense. I don't think there's any anybody that has much doubt that Tajay Spears is going to be involved in the Titans offense with regularity as the Dontrell Hilliard type of back in this offense. And, and, you know, Titans fans know that last season, the Titans offense was more productive, more successful, especially down in the red zone and, you know, in the passing game when they had Dontrell Hilliard healthy. When he went down those last few weeks, they had nothing uh, because Derrick Henry by himself was fairly easy for teams to prepare for when he was on the field at the same time as Dontrell Hilliard, you didn't know what was coming after you. So Tajay Spears has continued to get better. He's continued to get opportunity with the first team and live team periods. I think his route running and hands have improved just in the last four weeks or so rookie minicamp balls were going like this off Tajay Spears hands. That wasn't happening during OTAs and minicamp. He was pretty clean with it. So uh, he's a guy that's on the rise who I look forward to seeing more of in training camp, especially when you start talking about joint practices, like other defenses and what they're going to start doing against the Titans. So Tajay on the rise, um, potentially having a major impact on the Titans in 2023. All right. No, so look, I, I actually like, Tajay Spears quite a bit. I think we were aligned with Jack on what, what the hell, like why Tajay Spears at that spot in the third round. And um, I do, I'm uh, like I said earlier, I was intrigued in whatever jalapeno Cadillac margarita that Tiffany was talking about. I'm also intrigued to see how Tajay Spears continues to get it, gain a role in the Titans offense, not just as a ball carrier. I think he's got better ball carrying ability than what Dontrell Hilliard uh, other other versions of this person, like Darrington Evans, had I, I you know I think I'm you know I am very intrigued to see how he continues to grow throughout this offense. So I, I do like uh, Tajay quite a bit thus far. Yeah, well, and this is something I said on the draft show and, and in my analysis of Tajay after the Titans picked him was like there's no doubt about his ability as a ball carrier and as a runner. Like he was as dominant as it got at Tulane. You can watch the game against USC and see everything that the Titans loved about his ability as a runner. It honestly was top tier running back talent as a pure runner coming out of this draft. Now the medicals 
probably turn some teams off. And for a team like the Titans, I thought the fit at running back was more of this receiving threat that you mentioned. So I saw Tajay Spears and I said, he's an excellent, excellent runner, but you don't necessarily need a runner right now when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield. But so that, that brings me back to why he's on the rise is because I've started to see that explosive ability as a ball carrier translate into being an explosive guy after the catch as a pass catcher and a route runner. So, I mean, that has him going in the right direction for me. And so far looks like pretty good analysis on the part of the Titans to see what he was capable of in their offense with Tim Kelly calling the plays. Yeah. All right. So a question for the audience, which Titans player do you hope to see on the rise during training camp? So we've got Sam's three that happened this past spring and summer, which Titans player do you want to see on the rise in training camp? Andre says, Sam is a great value. Johnny cage Jags got juice says Sam's two got two black eyes after a tough UFC debut and is now in post fight interview. Uh, right. Says Sam is down bad for Stacy's mom. Uh, looking like a professional Fortnite player. And uh, Sam looks like he's about to jump in the pool at the Jag Stadium. So, uh, and maybe also had a really fire lunchbox back in the day going to elementary school. So, I like uh, this one. For, Wrights has had a couple of good ones. I like that. It looked like I'm about to down two Capri Suns. That one made me chuckle a little bit. So, shout out to Wrights for that one. Absolutely. So, all right. So, what's who's one Titans player you want to see on the rise in training camp? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about how you can make your life a little bit easier with the Aura app because the Aura app does all of the internet safety needs for, that you have in one app and it makes it easy with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ for a two-week free trial. So you got to use our link. If you want two weeks for free with Aura, use our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. They will take information away from the data brokers that are selling it to robocallers, junk mailers, telemarketing lists, so you don't have any of that stuff just clouding and, and muddying up your life on a day-to-day -day basis when your phone rings and it's just nothing that you want to hear or the uh, it, the email list that you never wanted to subscribe to in the first place. Or it takes care of that for you on your behalf and opts you out of all of that. They also have a VPN, password manager, and more inside of one app. Once again, you have to use our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You see the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Use it on the BetMGM app and get uh, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, that's your money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000 using BetMGM. Uh, every play and every game can mean that much more with the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, Sam. So I'll send you to the chat here quickly to add, uh, get some answers on who is one Titans player that you want to see on the rise through training camp? Because you just mentioned uh, that you're three players on the rise after mini camps and OTAs. I'll show the graphic again while you get to the chat here. Uh, but you got Traylon Burks, who's the obvious one, but you know he needs to be on the list. Alonzo Alonzo LJ Davis is an undrafted free agent DB and rookie running back Tajay Spears all. Uh, making a name for themselves throughout the spring. So which Titans player do you want to see to be on the on the rise list here in the middle of training camp? What's the chat saying so far? 
Well, Mr. Jones is saying Chig and Mr. Jones, I, I don't think you're, I, I think you're going to get your wish. Like, I don't think you have too much to worry about here. Chig is right up there with Traylon as a guy who I think a lot of people expect to take that big step forward and be on the rise. Orlando says Peter Skaronsky. Uh Jeff believes it's Caleb Farley. Uh, Jason says Malik Willis. Uh, Max says Chig. He needs to step up. Brian says Andre Dillard. David Johnson mm. says Caleb Farley. Johnny says Chig. Jeff says NPF. I didn't expect to see many NPFs. That's a good well, call. From... Big Ten Jeff, uh, Ohio hey, State fan. NPF. That's fine. Well, hey, but it's not a but, but it is a good answer. I, yeah, I think NPF is answer. massive. I think he's massive yeah. for this team. Richie says Will Levis. Uh, Valentino says Malik. You've got Taylor saying Chig. Tighten up saying Chig. Uh, Titans Kyle says Kyle Phillips, uh, Brad coming in with three of them with Wiley Rice and Dillard as his three. Uh, Devin says he'd like to see Harold Landry. You will during training camp, Harold Landry. Uh, I mean, I expect to see him out there for training camp. Uh, Bill says, Will Levis. Justin says, Derek Henry. Nick says, uh, Will Levis. Billy Jones says tight end Josh Wiley. Jonah says Malik and Kyle Phillips. Jared says Monty Rice. Uh, Eric says Kyle Phillips. Jody says Kyle Phillips. Darius says Kyle Phillips. Devin says Jack Gibbons, the first Jack Gibbons uh, call from the chat. Clayton comes in with the Dr. Gibby. Eddie says Arden Key. Justin says King Henry. Uh, I don't I don't know if King Henry can go up. Uh, I he mean, doesn't fit this. Yeah, he does not fit. You know, there's a couple guys that don't fit this conversation. I think if Derrick Henry goes up, pray for the league. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, on the I, rise. But <laughs> I don't think Kevin Byard, Derrick Henry, I don't think Big Jeff, I don't think they fit this conversation. Like they're already up there. So yeah, Sam, Brandon, I'll tell you Scott mine. Fulton. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of good answers here. I think mine is Andre Dillard because hmm. of the domino effect of whichever direction he goes. If Andre Dillard's on the rise and Andre Dillard flat out wins the left tackle job, other things start to fall in a better place for the Titans offense as a whole. If Andre Dillard doesn't just flat out win the job at left tackle, then now you're saying, okay, you're having to create a break glass in case of emergency plan for Peter Skaronsky at left tackle. Now you got to have somebody to be that for Skaronsky at left guard. And then you start to see how that negatively affects the entire team uh, with moving that piece. So I think, uh, I think Andre Dillard's the right question. And Devin does says, well, y'all said no offensive linemen. We Sam, you didn't know linemen during OTAs and minicamp because there's no pads training camp pads are on pads are flying so that's where you actually do feel the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman making these moves so that's why i answered andre dillard yeah you took my answer uh i do think that's a big one where if andre dillard you have high expect not expectations you have high hopes but a lot of it's unknown and you don't really know what to expect. And if the narrative out of Titans camp starts becoming Andre Dillard is on the rise and like looking like he's going to live up to the hopes that Titans fans have for him and Titans coaches have for him. I think the Titans are in a really good spot uh, and that's an important guy. I will pivot though, because I think this guy deserves to be mentioned mm -hmm. as well. Kind of an overlooked member of that offensive line. And it's Aaron Brewer for me. I mean, he's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. In Ben Jones, moving over to center. 
And I, Mike Vrabel's talked so highly of this guy over the past few seasons. And I think Titans fans have been a little bit underwhelmed with Brewer at left guard, mainly because of his size. But the athleticism and the kind of undersized build of Brewer, I think could translate really well to what the Titans are trying to do at center as far as getting off the line quickly, getting, you know, set, setting the tone for Derrick Henry to run between the tackles. Aaron Brewer kind of could make this run game click if mm-hmm. he takes that jump. And so he's another guy who right now you ask Mike Vrabel, well, how's it coming? Or, I mean, you ask people how Brewer's doing and it's, you know, oh, we'll see. He's working on like the new offense and we're, you know, pads aren't on yet. So he's working on getting, getting things down with our quarterbacks. I would like to see them bullish on Aaron Brewer in training camp and feeling good about his ability to win up front with regularity. Cause if that can happen now, Derek Henry has even more room to work with uh, and you feel good about solidifying your, the rest of your offensive line. He's somebody else I think deserves to be mentioned. No doubt. And you're, uh, paying, I, and you're paying him $4 million or whatever. Yeah. It's like you're paying yeah. him. He better play pretty well. Absolutely. Um, absolutely here. A to Z sports. You're live on this Friday morning, Sam, let's go ahead and do it. Let's get the ain't that good news. So fill the chat with your good news this week, maybe for the weekend, something that happened this past week, something you saw across the, the world, the internet that made you feel that's awesome. That's good. What's your good news this week? Ain't that good news. Let's hit it. <laughs> Good news to send us to the weekend presented by Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out, wilsoncountyhyundai.com in Lebanon and make them a part of your new car buying process. So go see our friend Painbone at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. So good news in the chat. Uh, bring it on here. And Big Jeff says you're going to laugh at mine. But uh, Eric says good news. This is the, the first and the last time we get to see those sunglasses. So as more good news uh, comments come in, I will go ahead and read uh, the filed away comments that we've got. Uh, Devin, Sam looks like he only talks about how he played varsity baseball and owns a jet ski that he has to show everyone that comes over. Yes, accurate. Uh, Hammer, <laughs> Sam looks like he's the third best player at church basketball. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hammer says Sam looks like he owns all the Happy Meal to- toys since 2004. And Andre says Sam looks like he's a National Lampoon character uh, as well. So any other, did you see any other good uh comments from you there have been there's been so many Uh, i I do appreciate the creativity Uh, you know one of my good news uh, is going to be that you know show's almost over and i can pop Uh, these guys off so and and i also i I have to do my tie thing by the way if we have time for that yeah of course we do um so if you want to get your tie ready i'll go through some good news uh and sam uh you're going somebody did comment that says sam looks like he's a NASCAR driver. Well, speaking mm. of that, you're, you're going to be at a NASCAR race this weekend, aren't you? Yes, I will be. Nashville Super Speedway, Ally 400 Sunday night. I am, I'm pumped up, man. I, I, Austin, you don't know this, but like I grew up kind of a NASCAR fan. I, kind of weird for a Chicago kid, but you know, my aunt was big into NASCAR. We would watch it with me and my brother. I, I loved NASCAR took a bit of a hiatus last couple of years have tried to start working back into my fandom, but I've never been to a race. I tried to go one time and the race got canceled at mm. Chicago and Steve. So I've never been able to go. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not kind of, I'm very fired up for Sunday night. So 
National Super Speedway Ally 400. I'm going to be there. Um, I hope to see some of you guys hey, there. It's going to be about, a must-go. How must about go. this, Dan? How about this? Yeah. We're going to give Tell away a pair of tickets today. We're going to give away a pair of tickets today to the Ally 400. Uh, with uh, So, look, the, the, the seats will probably be pretty close to you, Sam, right? It's, it's a ticket. Oh, to the yeah, National I'm sure Super they will Speedway be. Game. Yeah, so, hey, if you want to go to the National Super Speedway event, the Ally 400 with Sam on, on Sunday, we are giving away a pair of tickets today. So keep an eye out on our social media. It's Sunday uh, in Lebanon, National Super Speedway. So keep an eye out for that uh, there as well. So, Sam, are you ready to tie a tie? I am ready to tie a tie. Right, I don't know bring how it. well we can see it. I'll back up a little bit here. No, you're good. You're good. Hit it. Hit All it right. with us. So this is a uh, this is a tutorial. I wonder if there's anybody in the chat that's going to learn something today that doesn't know how to tie a tie. We First have a young demographic, new- so there's a good chance. Well, huh? We have a young demographic, so there's a yeah. good chance well, that somebody here doesn't know how to. Hey, first thing we're going to do, guys, we're going to put this over our neck like this. This tie's a little bit wrinkled. It needs to be, you know, you know, fixed. So we're going to work with it the best we can. It wasn't a box. That's where I found it. So mm. um, you're going to – I like to have my my thick end here, my wider end, about twice as long as the uh, this thin end here on this side. So about twice as long. Get a feel. You'll start getting a feel for your own body, your own neck. Start understanding exactly how, what kind of ratio you need here. But I like to do about half. We're going to put the, the wide side over the thin side like so. So we got our wide side on top. I bring it to about right at the top of the collarbone. And we are going to take the wide side underneath and cross it over underneath and cross it over at which point we should have something that looks like this. Yep. We are then going to take our thick lower end, put it through. See, I'm coming up and under right here. Make sure that you work out a wrinkle here. We don't want to get this thing twisted and turned. We need it all going in the same direction. When you've got it like that, you keep your hand right here holding this together. We don't want to let this go. You <laughs> now we got to somehow go back through here. So we're going to work our top end down. Work this part through. Make sure we're all feeding it the same direction. Again, we don't want to get tangled. We don't want to get tangled here. It's going to be a big mess up, big time. Okay. And now you've got it right here. Now you can just take your back end part and tighten it up (laughs) and then if you have a nice little back part of your tie i don't know what that part's called take your loose end yeah if you don't have a tie clip if you have a tie clip use that if not take your loose end like so feed it through and make adjustments yeah, you got to fluff it up front. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And uh, voila. Yes. Voila. The strike says nobody's learning from this uh, demonstration. I, it is not easy to tie a tie from the position that we do the showing because I've had to do it once. <laughs> yeah, uh, very and, hard. And also, I think you wearing these sunglasses, tying that tie just makes it look even better. <laughs> <laughs> is uh is this a look right here yeah that's that's a look right there man uh my 
Uh, my good news this week is I have a random question that I want to end the show on. I just want everybody to look at Sam and I want you to tell me what light beer does Sam drink? What light beer does Sam drink right there? I think this has some potential. We might post this on Twitter. What light beer does Sam drink with those shades? Ty included or not? Because this, Sam, you've got bush light written all over you with those shades on. You think so? Is this bush light? That is a bush light look that I see. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I see uh, Miller's. I see Bud. I see Zima. I see Coors. PBR. Keystone. Oh, Keystone's a great one. Uh, so a natty coming through here. A lot of bud. Uh, natty. Michelob. Uh, it's yeah. not Michelob because Michelob Ultra is a is an older demo. I, it just this you scream bush light to I, me. In this I show. kind of agree with Yuri here. I think the sunglasses give off natural light energy. <sighs> Yeah, see, you see, you're from a different area of the country. You're from Chicago, and you went where? Where was your first college? What? Where was that located? Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Okay, so it, what is the light beer of choice for Bradley University college students? Illinois in general is probably Miller Light country. Okay, Pro- probably. I'm yeah. I mean, I I think if there's a college beer, it probably is Natural Light. Yeah, yeah, that's or, that's Knoxville, Tennessee is a natty light college beer. Like that is what we are up in Knoxville. So that's why I don't think natty light fits what you get. That's why I go Bush. Bush feels like, you know, the the grown man who's been through some stuff and been through some life. And he and he goes by the gas station after work with his shades on and grabs a, a you know, four pack of tall boys, a Bush light and goes home and knocks him out by watching the game like and then falls asleep in the seventh inning. That is, I just put together the entire day that Sam with these shades is every day. Well, I can see that. Uh, I, I was kind of going a NASCAR vibe. I was like, I, I feel like I'm a NASCAR driver that drives like the number 94 natural light car uh, and, you know, celebrates on pit road with an Addy light or something like that. I don't know. That's the vibe that I got. Um, go. I like it. You have good news. Yeah, I have a good news. Uh, one, I get to take the sunglasses off. Number two, tomorrow is my girlfriend's birthday. Hey! And, yeah, very fun, very excited. Her family's coming to town, uh, so that's going to be awesome to get to celebrate her. Good birthday weekend coming, capped off with the Ally 400. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty good way to cap off a birthday weekend. So, uh, happy birthday in advance, one day in advance. Pumped about that. That's my good news. And uh, I missed Jeff's comment earlier. I teased it, then I missed it. Now I scrolled back up through the comments of uh, Light Beers and Sam tying a tie and found it. Uh, Jeff says, good news. Finally putting himself out there again. Have a first date tonight. Kind of nervous. Well, Jeff, uh, good luck on that first date. And uh, maybe you can report back for, if it's good news, maybe next Friday you, you can tell us. It. It. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, Sam's got your fit for your uh, first date tonight there, Jeff. So uh, best of luck for that. Uh, Jeff, and maybe we'll hear a, a good news next Friday for date number two coming up. So, all right, everybody, have a great weekend. Uh, the weather is awesome. This is a time in, of year where you got nothing else to do but to have fun on the weekend. So, I hope everybody does have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday morning, Buck Rising Live, Sunday night. Make sure you give the show a thumbs up on Facebook and on YouTube because always more people watching than have hit that button. So, please hit that. Uh, thumbs up like button for us Uh, we greatly appreciate that and we'll see you on monday as always appreciate it there too thanks